The devil went down to Georgia. No, wait, that that's not right. Um, he went down to Uzak Gokten, and he was looking for a soul to steal. Wait, that's not right again. He was trying to transfer bodies to a kid that was sort of his, and he was in a bind because uh, Nick Cage wanted his soul back, and Idris Elba was drunk, and also there was a Blanca-type zombie person involved. You know what? I'm sorry, Charlie Daniel. Screw this. Tonight, we're doing Ghost Rider, Spirit of Vengeance. Pops and box office flops. A place where we can celebrate the underdog films, the bombs, the disasters, the much maligned movies that have drowned in their infamy. So please sit back, grab a beer, and enjoy the show. Welcome back, folks, and thank you for joining us for the 101st episode of Hops and Box Office Flops, presented by Wobam.com. Tonight, in our third Heroic Flops episode, we'll be covering the aforementioned Ghost Rider, Spirit of Vengeance. Released in 2011, the follow-up to 2007's Ghost Rider. This movie, of course, returns probably the pod's favorite actor, Nicolas Cage. Woo! Yeah! I was in Mortal Kombat with a fucking bat. <laughs> Uh, so we are grateful for that portion of this movie. Joining me tonight, as usual, are the Thunder's Johnny Blaze Wizard. Get some. <laughs> Captain Moreau Cash. I will put as much effort into this pod as Idris Elba put into his French accent, which is about, about right that. about here. We're going to talk about that later. And Chump Rourkezilla. He should have talked more about Mother. Uh, points of order before we begin you can find the show on all social medias at hops and bo flops when i'm not wandering around rome maybe it's rome i actually am not quite sure you can find me at hbof mccheese thunderous wizard where can the listener find you when you're not dealing with your newfound fire pee which again all you need to do is get some penicillin it'll clear that right up yeah good to know good to know that's uh valuable information you can find me at writer tlk and I promise I won't burn your Portageon down. Well, I don't know if you can promise that with that sort of pee. True. Uh, Captain, Captain Cash, where can uh, you be found? You're not plundering the wine reserves of the sanctuary. Listen, I am always plundering the wine reserves of the sanctuary, but you can still find me at C-A-P-T-C-A-S-H on most social media. And Jumpzilla, where are you located when you're not playing around with your new darkness slash decay powers? You can find me sucking life out of Chris Lambert on Twitter at Chumpzilla8. Now, you doing that with your hands, or? I will never tell. Fair enough. By the way, this isn't in the trivia, but apparently he refused to take that face makeup off because it was too hard to put back on. So that had to suck the life out of him. Uh, there could be only one, so I'm just saying, <laughs> he Chumpzilla. Isn't... He is immoral. Why? Why him. the face makeup? Like, why one weird monk? Uh, whatever. Moving on. Moving Don't on. Don't ask we'll questions. We'll get there, I'm sure. All right. So this movie is not available for free anywhere somehow. So if you want to watch it, you need to have a subscription for Stars, which I guess is still a movie platform. Thank um, God my wife loves Outlander. 
or you're going to have to pay to rent slash buy it. Uh, since this pod is free, I would recommend listening to us trash it for an hour and save yourself the four bucks. Uh, also, to make up for last week's marathon pod, we promise to keep this episode under an hour and a half, shorter if possible, since there isn't much to talk about, but there's a decent amount to make fun of. And that brings us to tonight's beer. Hooray, beer! Uh, since we are covering a skeleton-based movie, our beer for tonight is Rogue's Dead Guy Ale. Uh, this is strange for our from our normal IPA, but it does give us the opportunity to try a... Is it Maybach, or am I saying that wrong? Anybody? What do I look like, a beer guy? Yeah, we're going to go with Maybach. And I'm, again, hope I'm saying that right. Beer advocate. Hey, Maybach? Ranks this. Maybach? Yeah, that's, that's a good question. I don't know if it's Maybach or Maybach. It's a Bach beer. Um, that's a Bach. That's a Bach. Yeah. There beer advocate ranks this beer pretty high 98 out of roughly 10,000 on their website. And they describe it as an ale inspired by the style of the German Maybach or Maybach, uh, brewed with proprietary Pac Man yeast. Love that name. Waka uh, Waka. Dead. Yeah, Dead Guy Ale is deep honey in color with a malty aroma, rich hearty flavor, and a well-balanced finish. It clocks in at 6.8 ABV, so a little less than Captain Cash approved, but let's all go ahead and give it a taste. Um, I, I mean, I'll go first. I I do not like this. I, And it's not that it's a bad beer, it's just not my flavor palette. Like, it it doesn't taste terrible. I've drank terrible beers for a long time. So, I mean, we went to college together. We've all drank awful fucking beers, but I just don't think I like Bach beers. So for me, I mean, I'll give it one movie just because I don't really like beers. Uh, Captain Cash, is this in your wheelhouse? I mean, I can't remember if you're a Porter's guy, but what what is your ranking on this? So I am a Porter's and a Stout's guy. I, I would call this an easy two movie beer, maybe two and a half. Like it's, it's decent. I like. It's not so high octane that if I like really enjoy myself, I'm gonna pass out. I, I like it. Uh, yeah, I like it too. I'm right with Captain Cash. I'd say two movies, maybe two and a half. Uh, I was on a little bit of IPA uh, overload. This is a nice uh, step away from that. It's not as harsh yeah. in flavor. Uh, I agree with that. Like I, I'm more your porter stout guy. But this is kind of like a nice medium where it's a kind of a step back from that flavor profile into something a little different that isn't full on fucking sunflowers. Yeah. 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 I mean, every once in a while you have to step away from eating the beer. But I don't, I, for me, I just I can't get into it. Uh, Chumzilla? I'm with you there, Merriment Cheese. Um, it's not. I wouldn't say it's like one of my favorite beers, but it's not bad per se. Um, just not something that i would prefer to drink but i'd give it a movie and a half um it's a little sweet i think that's the biggest knock i can give it but other than that it's it's a relatively smooth drinking beer and it's got a, a decent flavor to it like it's uh it's a nice it is a nice change of pace from the ipas and it's not like a flavorless watered down beer it's 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 got a good flavor to it but yeah a little sweet for my taste i think this is a hamburger so I, I mean i guess across the pod we're like a, a movie and a half to two movies which is not bad, especially yeah. change, change in pace for what we normally drink. All right, that leads us into Tale of the Tape for Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance. As mentioned earlier, this is the follow-up to 2007's Ghost Rider. And I guess I want to get this first question out of the way, but we might circle back to it later. Does this movie need to happen? Um, I'll, Listen, I'll, I'll kick it directly to Captain Cash. I, 
does any movie need to happen? There's a couple ways I want to answer this. One, I saw Ghost Rider in 2007 in the theaters, and I, like my immediate reaction upon seeing that was, well, fuck, I got to keep watching these, or they're going to stop making them, but that was terrible. So, no, that movie did not deserve a sequel. That said, I got to see Nick Cage's Ghost Rider again, and that was pretty great, so maybe it kind of did. Yeah, I mean, from what I read, like, the first one did double its budget, but it was panned. I mean... It sucked. It full-on sucked. Uh, yeah. I'm I'm right with Captain Cash. I saw it in the theaters. I, uh, my immediate reaction was, well, this is terrible. Why is Nicolas Cage supposed to be 30? Uh, and the kid from American Beauty is not believable as an undead tough what the hell is oh, happening he here? Okay. He's stunk in that movie. He's good in a lot of things. He's stunk in that movie. Is Chris Christopherson in that movie? No, uh, Peter. Uh... He's thinking. You're thinking Peter Fonda, but yeah, what Peter he's Fonda. thinking is uh, Sam Elliott. Oh, Sam Elliott. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sam Elliott's in it. Oh, he's not, the okay. other writer. Yeah, that writer. Yeah, he's the other writer. Yeah, that's the other writer. Yeah, I, I've only seen that movie once, and I like. I was just like, well, that was uh, a thing. So, I mean, do you yeah. think this was shoved out just because of comic popularity? Because this came out the same year as one of the Thors. It clearly was to keep the rights to the character. Yeah, that was a big part of it. And also, this came after uh, the Thomas Jane Punisher. No, no. This came the after Warzone. Warzone. That's right. Ray so, Stevenson Punisher. Uh, this is better than Warzone, I will say that. That's Very all much. I will say. There, there was an attempt there to start a Marvel Knights like an R-rated Marvel uh, franchise, yeah. So that so there was between the rights and this Marvel Knights angle, there was an interest to try to get these properties out there and you know relevant. Yeah. As a quick comic aside, for a little while, Marvel published the Marvel Knights, which were basically the more city level heroes that told darker stories with those characters, and this was a, an attempt to do that on the big screen. So this. Movie did have a budget of fifty-seven million, and it appeared to gross one hundred thirty-two for the studio. And I don't, I couldn't find much on how much marketing, et cetera, went into that. But it appears to again be a financial success, like the first one, but as well with the first one, it was panned on IMDb. It got a four point three, and on Metacritic, it got a thirty-four. I don't uh, get how. I like this movie. Sorry. Well, I mean, we'll get into it. And again, I, I was kind of. This is the same thing I went through a couple weeks ago. I was 50-50. I really wanted to fucking like this movie, and half of it I really liked, and half of it just lost me. Um, so, you know, and that's kind of on my next comment. It, it has a runtime of 96 minutes, which seems low, but felt like an eternity when you get to what we just talked about, which is, like, the wasted potential almost makes it feel like it lasts for fucking ever, because you have you have a character that you kind of go half measures with. Well, no, this is I, TNT B movie snappy. This is some bullshit that Elvira puts on, and I have a great time at one a.m. Here, here's my yeah. big issue with it. Uh, yeah, the movie's not very good. Uh, it does the classic hero loses his powers trope, which we'll talk about. But if they were just like, "Hey, this is going to be one big acid trip of him turning random vehicles into Ghost Rider stuff," and lighting people on fire and making people disintegrate with his chain whip. I'm all in, but there's like, that's 30, basically what it is. But Are there's like 35 me? minutes where it's not that and it's unwatchable. 
it's like it, it's, I mean, it's Idris Elba's horrible French yeah, accent. It's like, oh yeah, oh no. My God. It, it, and also, Nick Cage's acting in some of these scenes is just abysmal. I mean, he, he goes full Cage. He goes full in Cage. some scenes. In and other I scenes, he love seems it. like he's just the dude doing a thing. Well, like I think I'll, I'll get there. There's one scene in particular that just drives me crazy. So the movie's uneven to the thunderous wizard's point. Like yeah, if no, it was just fair. the balls to the walls action and the weirdness, it would be okay. But there's a lot of like just bad dialogue and bad uh, character development scenes that just don't stick. Well, I, I mean, I think we're we're getting to the afterplot comments, but. I almost want to say that this harkens back to several Chumpzilla and Captain Cash comments that if this would have gone full bonkers, if this would have movie just would have launched into the full bonkers R-rated scenario, we would have all fucking loved it. Yes. Yeah. No half measures. No half measures. Yeah. Don't don't half ass anything. Whole ass everything. All right. So. Our cast, obviously, we have Nick Cage here returning as Johnny Blaze slash The Rider. And this is a quick uh, comic question. Did I mean, is it The Rider in the comic? Why not Ghost Rider? It's I mean, always Ghost Rider. It, this is that trend in the mid-2000s. Don't use the name. Exactly. Don't ever use the name. So it's they just don't want to name drop the whole movie. Yeah. Correct. Basically. Okay. Uh, his femme fatale and literal mother of the devil is, I'm going to butcher this, Violante Placido? Anyone? Is it? I mean, I'm, I'm assuming. Placiato? Close enough. Placido? Uh, yeah, she's Italian. Yeah, she's an Italian. And also, actress. not uh, Eva Mendez. Also, true story, uh, not the mother of the devil's kid. So that's just for the movie. Oh, fair point. <laughs> <laughs> she's not actually the mother of the not actually so, Mistopheles' uh, yep. mother that's correct yeah yes, just that, want, but, just want to throw she's, she's italian there. almost certainly it's going to happen in rome but not with her we're good I, i'm just really disappointed they didn't get the chick from orca who was put also down, italian put down the pitchforks all right uh the devil's son danny is played by again going to butcher this fergus ride riordan riordan close enough yeah riordan um Cage's semi-partner is the alcoholic Idris Elba as Moreau, and this is the time I would love everyone to chime in on his French accent so we can get it out of the way. It is. It is. I am standing on the parapet of a castle shouting at the Monty Python troop. Bad. It is so, so bad. I, I fart in your general direction. There is one drink this wine. French accent in cinema history that I can point out as to being worse than this, and that's Eugene Levy as the French guy in Almost Heroes with Chris Farley. I am Guy Fontenot. <laughs> I am Guy Fontenot. <laughs> I, yeah. You know, if, if you would have told me Idris Elba was doing a send-up of Bruce Campbell's French waiter in Spider-Man 3 just to, like, tie the Marvel Knights together, I'd have been like, yeah, all right, no, I'm, I'm here for it. Cool. But right, do, we, do we have it out of our system? Do we, are, we, are we good? I, I may bring it up again. I don't know. I, I can't. I can't make any kind I of have promises. One question: As much as I like uh, Idris Elba, could they have not gotten chocolate mousse for this? I would have. I would have actually liked to see chocolate mousse. Oh my this. gosh, he would have crushed this. He would have crushed this. He would have crushed it. 
I just um, want to know what was Idris Elba's agent doing circa 2009 <laughs> to let's call it 2012? Because come on, man. The the other, the oh, other oh, you're the, the other B side protagonist in a Ghost Rider movie. Oh, and by the way, you're the D side protagonist in Thor. Well, yes, yeah, I guess. And that's the other question I have. Did he forget to take his contact lenses out between this set and the set of Thor? I don't like because he definitely does have like these very the same vivid, fucking eyes. Yes, he has the eyes. same. He has the same fucking eyes. And, and like, like the whole thing is that he's supposed to be one of those monks. Like, why are they? I, I don't get it. Why do they even entertain his BS? Like, he doesn't like. He's not there in robes doing his stuff. He's just out riding a bike. I don't. I don't even understand the whole relationship there that, between him and the, and the monks. Don't, don't get me started on yeah, the monks. No. I have a lot of questions about the monks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, moving on. Moving on. As, as I texted you guys several times as we watched this, do not be asking reasonable questions. All right. Uh, <laughs> it's not that kind big, of movie. Not big, that kind of movie, kids. The big bad in this is Syrian Hines as Rourke, aka Mephisto, or maybe the devil, sort of. Uh, anyone? Not a maybe. He's explicitly the devil. Well, He's, aka Mister Hands. Well, does anyone care to explain this? Because from what I was reading, I don't think it's actually the devil. It's an archdevil or something. I'm not 100% sure. Does anyone know? He's the devil's human manifestation, which is why he's such a weak... Uh, he, he has no real power. And hence yeah. why he has to suck the soul of, of the kid. Because his human body is dying. It's a lot okay. like this cult I've been watching a documentary about. <laughs> Well, but, well, we're not getting there. But again, and just to kind of foreshadow, Syrian will be a two-weeker for us as he will be on next week's pod as a hopefully better bad guy, Steppenwolf. That makes a three-weaker for Syrian Hines. Yeah, was yeah. he? Oh, Syrian yeah. Hines. He's he doubled up on Steppenwolf. Even though they cut all his lines out, he's still in Just Dash League. So. There you and go. can I get a shout-out from Amory Cheese? Because one of my favorite parts of our last pod is the times that you referred to Steppenwolf as Steppenwolf. Uh, why not? I just, that, that, that entertained me. Cause uh, you know what? I think you're right. That was Steppenwolf. Hopefully what we get next week is Steppenwolf. I don't need to include the L. Don't, don't make fun of how I talk. Uh, so <laughs> the, the secondary bad is Johnny Whitworth as Ray Kerrigan. And then later blackout, uh, some sharp eyed viewers or nerds like the thunderous wizard will remember Johnny from empire records. It killed me. That's all I could think about how Rex Manning beat this guy up in the in the in the break room of Empire Records, and I'm supposed to believe he can take on the Ghost Rider. I mean, the Rider. Listen, uh, all I saw was Steve Harrington from Stranger Things. Oh, you know, it looks exactly fucking like him. It is terrible. Like I'm like, how did Steve Harrington go back in time and age ten years? What it bothered what me watching? so much. It bothered me so much when I was watching. I'm like. I know, I know, I just watched this dude. And then I, like, it clicked, and I was like, God damn it. And then Thunder's Wizard texted about stupid Empire Records, and I was like, well, that just screws everything up. <laughs> and, uh, and I'll just say it now. Every time they say The Rider, all I could think about was The Night Rider from, uh, the, you know, Mad Max. All right. Finally, Christopher Lambert here is is here as... The Highlander, because there can be only one. Uh, no, sorry. He is Meth Methodius, I think. I might be fucking that up, too. Uh, who is the leader 
the leader monk of the sanctuary, which is the good guy religious cult in this movie, and we'll get we'll get yeah, to that he, soon. He exists so we can do the edgy both sides with God and the devil. Yeah, we need that. Um, so one-liners. Uh, IMDb kind of pulls it back in line this week after what we just went through the last month and a half or so. They describe the movie as Johnny Blaze, tortured by Ghost Rider's curse, gets a chance at redemption protecting the devil's son, whose father is pursuing him. Yeah, That's actually fairly poetic. That was good. Way to go, IMDb. Yeah, I mean, they this, they squashed it down. and This to, one time. Compared success. to what we've dealt with since If Looks Could Kill, this is back on track for them. Um, let's start with you, Captain Cash. What do you got for one-liners? Ride angry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I like that. Thunderous Wizard. Like Idris Elba's accent, this movie's plot is seven miles of bad road. <laughs> Chumpzilla? This movie makes my balls hurt, and I want my three ninety nine back. I do apologize for that. Uh my one-liner is, what could have been a fairly badass comic movie was unnecessarily turned into a Jolt Cola Field high schooler shop room recreation. And some of my uh, one-liner links into the blame that apparently the studio wanted to reduce this movie from the original Dark R down to a PG-13, which is definitely what we got. Yeah, I mean, we we get the single F-bomb, which I appreciated, but, and we can talk about that at the end. This movie, if it would have just gone for it, gone full R, would have been actually pretty great. Well, if this would have came out after Deadpool and, like, the studios would have saw what a hard R comic movie could generate, this would have fucking crushed. I mean, listen, I agree. I, I think the selling points are different, right? Deadpool is a comedy. This, this is a horror. It's a slasher film. And you can see hints of it when, you know, like yes. the way Ghost Rider moves is very much in that jerky, like, film well, they, horror ghost thing. They and there's up, even they, some, they, some allusions to jump scares in his sudden movements and appearances. Like, they... They try to play some into some of those horror tropes we've seen on screen before. Well, Straight up, that. I mean, they they toe up to the line. They toe up to the like badass hard R line and then scurry away. Yeah, I mean, listen, this is what if Freddy Krueger was the good guy, and it like just like I don't want to see the version that I watched on TNT at you know midnight. I want to see the version that they released on Skinamax. That's the problem with this movie. So not enough softcore porn. I mean, that wouldn't have hurt. Is that the NC-17 Ghost Rider? Because <laughs> the R would just be on Cinemax. <laughs> All right. So for this uh, episode, I wanted to do a little bit of a new segment, comic background, because I'm not a huge comic nerd. I figured we could fill in the lay listener on what we're doing here. Um so, Ghost Rider was born into the Marvel Universe in 1972 in his own comic. His backstory is that he is a stunt motorcyclist, Johnny Blaze, to start, and then that changes, who agrees to give his soul to Satan in order to save his father's life. 
We learned most of this through the movie's first exposition dump right after the opening scene. Uh, but later we learn that Satan is actually an archdemon named Mephisto or Rourke or whatever is necessary to fit it. Um, and of course, Johnny Blaze has the ability to turn into Ghost Rider either at night or when he is around evil. And of course, he rides a motorcycle made of fire. There are several other iterations of the character, and he does cross over into some other comics, but not as prevalent as the other Marvel uh, Universe heavy hitters. Any insights you guys know more about this comic? I'm not I'm not very I mean, key to it. I think the only thing to add, is the boy in the film is named Danny, and that's an explicit, re- an explicit reference to Danny Ketch, who becomes the next Ghost Rider. Yeah, the second Ghost Rider. Yeah, by the time I got around to reading Ghost Rider comics, my, my Ghost Rider was Danny Ketch. Um, most of the stuff that Ghost Rider's involved in is semi-horror comics, so he's part of the Midnight Sun, so it's Morbius the Living Vampire, it's Blade, it's Johnny Blaze when he was like Detective Johnny Blaze as opposed to Ghost Rider Johnny Blaze. So that's kind of where it ends up. As far as the Mephisto thing, I think for the purposes of this film, Rourke is explicitly the devil. But for the purposes of Marvel Comics, who Ghost Rider makes the deal with, that's Mephisto, which is really just Marvel Comics' version of the devil. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, from what I was reading, it, it sounded like it was supposed to be the devil, but then it wasn't quite the devil. I mean, it seemed a little ubiquitous and i didn't know if that mattered or not it seems like it doesn't matter no yeah, it, and, and to be honest that and hey this kind of ties into wandavision too because mephisto was rumored to be the the big bad in wandavision and he's not explicitly the devil but he's certainly a demon and or an, ar- an arch demon yeah yeah he is definitely like as close to a devil that marvel comics is gonna have yeah for the most because- part but he's not explicitly like the biblical devil, but he is a evil being who lives in a demonic hell-like realm. Yeah, and that's kind of the the, the shaky trade-off, part of partly because of the comics code that they couldn't explicitly say this is the devil. So instead, you get it's Mephisto. He's like a demon. Uh, don't yeah. l- let your kids keep reading these books. And I was going to throw this out to the group, but I think the Thunderous Wizard could probably do it the best. Can you give us a nickel description of the first movie? I have not seen it. Didn't have the time or the energy to watch it before this one. So please give us a, a two-minute rundown. Hey, uh, Mayor Cheese, I'll jump in here. I'll take this one. You nailed it in your comic description. Uh, Johnny Blaze basically uh, makes a deal with the devil to save his father and then becomes the ghostwriter. And uh Yeah. Uh-huh. That's, that's the first I mean, movie. That's straight up all you need to know for the purposes of this movie. As far as, well, yeah, I mean, as, far there, as the does, sequel does goes, that's, that's cool? literally what happens. Does anything cool happen in the first movie? Nick or? Cage has some CGI abs. They're terrifying. Yeah, and he beats up the guy from American Beauty. And I mean, uh, again, Sam Elliott's there. Sam Elliott's there to be the the original Ghost Rider. I, mean, I guess, I guess that's just, literally because, because there is a Ghost Rider on a horse in the comics too. That's not related to this Ghost Rider. There is a horse Ghost Rider who wears a white costume who's not related to this franchise at all. Yeah. And it's funny but, that, you, that Sam Elliott becomes the flaming horse Ghost Rider 
which is kind of I don't I don't know if that's a homage or what that was. It's an explicit that was... reference to the Ghost Riders in the Sky, which is where the Ghost Rider comes from. Blue it's a whole thing. I thought it came but, from hell. But well, actually, the the Ghost Riders are a holdover of the Wild Hunt, which is a whole Odin pagan thing. But we're not going to go there right uh, gotcha, now. Gotcha. All right, all right, all right. Oh, yeah. Too far, too far. Let's go. Uh, How deep do you want to go down this rabbit hole, guys? Not this deep. deep. We're already we're already too far. We haven't started the plot. Can the last thing? Can someone give me the rundown on the penance stare? What I mean, I, I feel like this is not utilized in this movie. And what is it? It is utilized, but poorly. Yes, it works on Galactus. I mean, does he just, is it, he, he stares and sucks your soul out of your eyes? Is that what it is? Yes. So look, the, the purpose of the penance stare is he stares at you and forces you to relive all the things you are guilty of from the perspective of your, of your victims, which basically renders you catatonic. It's, it's the ultimate torture that the ghost rider can do. You feel all the pain you've inflicted on others. And again, this circles back to like, this movie could have been so badass, and they pissed this away. Yeah, so let, let's definitely talk about that when we get into the plot, because the pen and stare here is so, like, it's so weak, and it's hard. Like, you can tell they're invoking it, but the way it's represented is terrible. Yes. Half measures. Again, half measures. They start it, and then they don't finish it. All right, but yeah, let's get on to the plot so we're not getting into a two-hour pot. So our movie opens up with, e- I'm going to call him Idris from here on out, just so everyone knows. Idris. Idris yes. Trying it to, is French. Idris. He's Idris. trying to warn some... <laughs> He's trying to warn some, warn some good guy monks that trouble is coming with their protection of Danny, and literally one second later, the castle slash compound is attacked by Kerrigan and his men. Danny escapes with Nadia. Idris somehow shoots Yes, his mom. I think I thought we discussed that in the uh, characters, we did. but yeah, yeah, just to circle back, his mom, Idris somehow shoots out Kerrigan's tire in a ridiculous crash scene, and Danny and Nadia escape. We then get the exposition dump we previously mentioned when we were describing the comics. It's uh, like an, Idris- an animation thing, and it, like it's it's pretty good. No, it's not bad. All the animation in this is great. <sighs> the the first one's okay, but what bothers me about it is when we get the, the, the stare, they give an, an effect. There's a visual effect from his eyes to represent the stare, which then they do not represent again when he actually does it in the movie. Mm-hmm. Moving True. on. Plus, we hear about this stupid deal like three times. It's like, no, no, we, we got this. The, oh, the, oh, my how God. Many, how, many, how many times does he reach for his hand or have a they flashback? Show the, they show the, the blood papers. on the contract. It's like, hey, hey, the movie's an hour and a half. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> I think we're good we here. At least four times. I would say a solid ten. Four times. I would say a solid ten minutes is wasted on the contract agreement from the first movie. Here's yes. my thing: when he in this exposition dump, when he talks about he being Nicolas Cage talks about his agreement with the devil, he says, "I know what you're thinking. Hasn't this kid ever heard of?" Of, or hasn't this kid ever watched a movie? I'm like, kid, yes. you're 50 fucking years old, Nick. That's what I'm telling you. Hasn't this guy, hasn't this dude, hasn't this asshole, hasn't this kid? No, no, hold on. TV timeout. One of one of you pointed it out, and it's, it's actually right at this part of the movie. He says something about stealing a movie, doesn't he? Like, Oh, oh yeah. Like, so don't the, steal, we, like, you wouldn't download yeah, a car. They're describing the pen and stare. 
and how the when the Ghost Rider is when he becomes the Ghost Rider, he can't distinguish between great crimes and small crimes. They're all just crimes to him, so he'll come get you. So, did you murder somebody? Did you illegally download a movie? <laughs> I'm like, like why? Why include that? Like, that's so fucking hokey. Oh, it it comes up later, Mary Cheese, and I will point it out. Uh, I, I forgot about like download a car. God, okay, I have to keep going. Uh, so, Idris seeks out Cage in order to convince him to get Danny and bring. Wait, him wait, to wait! His... I just. Ghost Rider is going to pen and stare the shit out of you for all that stuff you got on Napster. Well, bear share. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) And and, and how does Moreau find Johnny Blaze? He just like shows up. Uh, Not that kind of movie. He just knows. I want to lay the groundwork. Fine. Stop. Yeah, keep going. No, it's a rhetorical question. I know there's no answer. Just keep going. The answer is because reasonable questions. (laughs) The answer is because we need to have a movie. Yeah. So, sure. so Idris seeks out Cage in order to convince him to get Danny and bring him to his respective religious cult, who are the good guys, obviously. We get a super cheesy cut scene of Idris surviving his motorcycle accident by being hung up in a tree. Oh my which, god, it is so with, bad. It, it's with, like green screen weatherman on the local channel bad. It is Euro trip bad. Uh, at this point, I think I, I should have known something was off with the cheesiness factor, but I I, I, I was still invested. I still like the movie at this point. Uh, promise, or Idris promises Cage that they can take away his curse in exchange for the boy. Cage finally agrees, all while whining about battling the rider over and over again. This, this is going to come up a lot. Uh, cut to Nadia and Danny getting run off the road. Well, first off, we, we get the first rider transformation off screen. I mean... Yeah, I that bothers me. In a Ghost Rider movie, you get the first transformation, which is a key plot element, or not character element, not plot element, character element. It happens off screen, and he just tears ass out of there. Like, he's already been in a movie. We already know what this is. This isn't a surprise. I don't know why they, they didn't spend some budget to Whoa. make a cool scene there. This movie's but definitely... But hold on. I know, but I do know why it comes up later. So let's move on. This that's, movie's again, written as if the first question. movie doesn't exist. Yes. Like, Thunder's Wizard is correct. Thunder's, like, Wizard is, Thunder's Wizard is correct in the sense that I asked all of you, do I need to watch Ghost Rider before I watch this? You all said no. And then no, I watched this. Little. And no, then, then I watched this and I was like, oh no, they explained all of the first movie in this movie so I didn't have to watch the first. Yeah, all the thing. important parts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, right, that was so, a rhetorical question. So let's move on. Sorry. Cut to Nadia and Danny getting run off the road by Kerrigan, and this is my first question for everybody. There is a lot of unsurvivable car crashes in this movie. No. Oh yeah, like a whole oh, yeah. lot. <laughs> I, I do want to say though, they get the car, don't they? Boost a car because Nadia is explicitly called Romani. And they like oh, lean God, yeah. real hard into the. Oh no, she's a she's Romani, so she's obviously a thief well, and yeah, consorts with the devil. I'm like, there's a Whoop. bit of an uncomfortable scene there where they're like, oh, all Romani gypsies are hookers, and you're right. like, is, oh, all right. The, the guy's like, hey, are you uh, you're Romani, right? Like, is it, is that his way of asking, hey, are you working? 
Like, yeah, yeah. No, what it's, the hell? It, I just, uh, I think we should get out of the way. Everything about her character, everything that happens to her character, is like beyond the pale. That it didn't need to be written that way. Kerrigan is like this fiend and awful, abusive piece of shit, and like it, it's just not good. It, no, I mean, no, she, and she's she's not. She's not a bad actress and like she's not bad in this movie, but they wrote her character in such a shit way that the whole time you're like, oh, God, really? Again, she like literally does next to nothing the whole movie except for just like protect. I mean, she drives a car. I will will give the movie this at a bare minimum. There isn't a love interest angle. They or at least they they Mm. skip it over. Nicholas Nicholas Cage is just a kid, so. (laughs) <laughs> wouldn't be right. He's he's too no, young. I, 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 oh. To your point, Captain Cash, she is not explicit the love interest, but yeah, I mean, there's hints that oh look, he's gonna be the daddy to to yeah, the son we're, of Satan. We're, we're gonna, yeah, Nicholas Cage is clearly it. trying to step into a fatherly role with her son. Yeah, hey, hey, hey save it. That's later yeah. on the pod. Yeah. So all right, moving on. Car crash happens. Cage shows up, and he appears to still be battling the rider. Or again, you guys can weigh in on this. He's in rider form now, but he's all herky jerky. Is is that what it's supposed to look like? Like it mm. seemed to me like he was trying to battle in that first fight scene. The rider, or horror it, it, or is, is the that skeleton is the, is the skeleton element. just supposed to act like an ass? Yeah. So this is this was a clearly a deliberate choice on behalf of the the filmmakers to make the writer move in a way that seems very inhuman. I, it, to me, it didn't read that, that they, what, it didn't read to me that Johnny Blaze was trying to fight the writer. Just okay. that's how Ghost Rider moves because it's a ghost story. He's, he's a horror character. Well, and then, I he mean, moves they, in this really weird, uncomfortable way. That does work because, yeah. I mean, he acts the same herky-jerky motion for the rest of the movie, which is fine, but coming into yeah. it without seeing the first movie, I don't know if I missed something, if he was supposed to act like yeah. that constantly, no, or if I it's mean, a he, battle he, thing. Yeah, There's... he acts perfectly normal in the first movie, and it's a lot less, it's a lot more polished in the first movie, which is yes. why I think it works way better here, that he's like grungy and funky and moves weird, and the thing, like, there are a couple shots that, like, the big difference here is the Ghost Rider is completely charred, he's not clean, and like there is a shot where you see the leather on his jacket bubble from how hot it is. I'm like, that that's fucking good. To Captain Cash's point, the first movie writes him as if he is a stereotypical Marvel hero. Yeah, straight up superhero. You know, he's got the flaming skull and all that stuff, but he's just the good guy. He's out to battle the bad guys. He's out to save the girl. This movie tries to make him at least appear scary. Uh, with those elements. And, and I, I actually thought that was one of the cooler things they did, making him move like the girl from the ring a little bit. Where you, yes. you know, like you think yes. you're far enough away from him, but you're not because he can move at a pace and a speed and in a way that you can't judge where he's going to be next. For this first fight scene, I found it off putting because maybe I'm coming in blank. It just, I don't know. It seemed weird. It worked fine later in the movie. Like, make him seem like just a hellbent animal. Sorry, animal. But for the first, this first fight scene, it just seemed weird to me. Uh, Chumpzilla? Yeah. I I think it is actually a really cool 
thing they tried to do with that horror element and his movements and the jump scare aspect of his like, hey, where can he be? Like he can be behind you at any moment, but they didn't execute it well. Like th- there were hints of it, but it just wasn't explicit enough and they didn't use it in a way that was extremely effective because I think to your point, I was confused at times. What are they trying to tell me visually here? And it it wasn't always scary. All right. So cage kills a handful of mercenaries before Kerrigan knocks him down with a handful of uh, grenades. Again, another question here. Can the writer be hurt? I mean, does this track someone give me the comic breakdown of his weaknesses? Cause basically I thought he was indestructible, but he gets hit by two grenades and he's down for the count. Mm, comics are weird. It makes no sense. I, when I watched it, I thought they had special weapons because they knew the devil, but it turns out they don't have any special weapons, which is stupid, which makes this whole thing stupid. It, no, they it, hit him with a thumb. They hit him with a thumb yeah. tube from fucking call of duty. And he ends up in a hospital. It makes no like, sense. I, I thought the I thought Ghost Rider legitimately couldn't be hurt unless he's in human form. Yeah, this is one of the parts where it's just kind of like the movie needs to happen, so we have to knock Ghost Rider out for a second. Yeah, and and I think to that point, movies, superhero movies in general, aren't interesting if the character is literally Superman. All right, so. Kerrigan you gotta find gets, a way to, to just knock him down. Give him special weapons. They are employed by the devil. They're in his employ. He should have given him shit in case this scenario occurred. They needed the gun from Drive Angry. Yes. They did need you. the gun from Drive Angry. All right. So Kerrigan gets away with Danny, and Cage wakes up in the hospital acting all cagey. Uh, he escapes and follows Nadia, who thinks is his enemy, and then, oh, they join forces to track Why down was Danny. she by the hospital? Whatever, doesn't matter. Okay. Work finally shows up and chats with Kerrigan. The this has like it's a phone call thing, and it's it's some of the great camera work in this thing. There's these weird wipes that happen, and I really liked it. Work somehow uploads Danny with a maybe a curse. I'm not entirely sure. It's a firewall to keep the writer from seeing him. Um, I guess this is a good time as any to explain that Danny is the child of Rourke and Nadia. He was created in another deal with the devil. And apparently he has some, if not all of Rourke's powers, but we'll get to more on that later. Uh, Meanwhile, Cage and Nadia seek out a Russian mob boss who knows where Kerrigan is. Cage convinces him to give them the location while half transforming into the rider. Which is Uh, so silly because it like it, his eye just turns into a big skull eye. Suck but it, we do yeah. we do get some pure uncut Colombian cage. Oh yeah, no. He's knocking at the door. Like, I don't even want to try it, but it's, holy it's, it's, shit. Pure he, he like drives it to eleven and snaps off the fucking handle. I so, love Nick Cage in this scene. It, also at some point he turns in turns into a Bobcat Goldthwaite as well. Like, cause he does a weird thing with his voice. It's like so yeah. awful. And also at this point, it's clear, clear to me that after that hospital scene, that this movie's idea of edginess is just pills and booze. Yeah. And Here's so Elba's drinking booze. Johnny Cage is pounding pills. This is a dark movie. It's edgy. After this, after this, we get probably the first off the walls cage theme of him riding off 
on his motorcycle screaming while half morphing into the rider, which what the fuck is that scene? And what the fuck is that music? It is well, 100% the boat ride in Willy Wonka. I just, <laughs> you, know, I, you know what? Cause I, here's my joke. I complained earlier about not seeing the first rider transformation on screen, but after we see that second one, I understand why I like if this movie had enough money to make it look good, like, they, like it's clear to me that the people who had this movie were like, listen, we don't have enough money to actually make this look cool. So we're just going to go for weird. And she was like, yeah, yeah, we're, you're not getting any more money. So do what you're going to do. We're, we're making this movie because we need to keep the rights. I'm with Captain Cash. Everything with Nicolas Cage just putting in 159% is the best parts of this movie. So I don't care no, how fine. stupid it looks. <laughs> I love him scratching his face and screaming and changing accents. and uh, It's great. It's great. <laughs> I love it. It's everything else you know, I hate. I mean, he, he is going for it. But, I mean, this is kind of where the movie started to slip for me. Because if the writer was allowed to just murder bad guys, which is what I thought Ghost Rider did, I would have fully bought in. Like, if he just went into the Russian dude's place, interrogated him, got the location, and killed everybody, I would have thought it was a great scene. Well, there was a, I there mean, was a shitload worth. of sin in that place. And he didn't eat. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't I mean, know what's like, going on. It was on. very much the blood rave from uh, Blade 1. Which is like it's it's Eastern European house music bad guy den exactly line. so anyways <laughs> we, we, we yes, cut. exactly now we're yeah. gonna do some bad deals so Wait, so I we mean, cut I didn't, or I can't do bad deals well exactly we cut to Kerrigan he's at a quarry where he's quote unquote preparing an army with literally zero movie time uh, they are checking out the javelin missiles and the rider shows up and we get our major first ghost rider based action sequence my first question on this how earlier did two grenades hurt the rider enough to put him in the hospital but he gets hit by two fucking javelin missiles and nothing anyone anyone want to explain this to me the rider is as powerful or as weak as the plot demands moving on i will, ac I will accept that um, so the rider kills a bunch of the bad guys before taking over a giant excavator and essentially ruining this entire quarry. Ah, um, he turns the excavator into a giant ghost rider vehicle. Holy shit. How is that not the climax of the film? This excuse is me. Start excuse of act me. two. <clears throat> excuse me. Um, are you guys familiar with that piece of equipment that he possesses? Because it is a real thing. It is a yes. coal shoveler. Yeah, yeah, it, it is the uh, it is the uh, bagger. Uh, there goes there goes one of my trivia questions. Two hundred and eighty. <laughs> That's actually the largest piece of machinery uh, on the planet from the years nineteen seventy eight to nineteen ninety five. Oh, good news yes. that they sprung for that in the budget, but they they couldn't master the CGI face. Well, Look, well, hey, hey. At, at, at this point, yeah, we yeah, should, yeah, we, yeah. At this point, we should point out again if you're not. A huge Ghost Rider fan, Ghost Rider can take over any vehicle and turn it into the Ghost Rider version of that vehicle, which, which is what is happens. So in this... fucking badass! I mean, it is badass. It's so cool. Scene. Yeah, and to your point, Captain Cash. Yeah, that should have been in the climax of the movie because that was pretty fucking cool. And like, like it, it was even yeah. cool when they when they went to the cut screens of 
Cage in the seat, just fucking screaming while he's murdering everybody. The CGI on that scene was actually good. This this uh, this whole scene is really metaphorical because he enters it by like basically ramping off this like the edge of a cliff into this quarry, and after this the plot goes straight off the edge of a cliff. Like it peaks with this incredible action sequence where he's taking over giant machinery and murdering lots of people. With and a flaming like, whip and they turn it a fucking ash. And it's like, oh, this like, is going to be really cool from here. It's like, no, no, it just gets a lot worse. Then it? it just gets a lot worse. This plays back into my original comment that this movie had so much potential and they just kind of, they half measured it. Listen, I, but with this, with this scene and especially the fucking industrial saw thing, I'm like, I'm in, I, I, I'm in. This, this scene bought a lot of goodwill. Let's do this. This is going to be full-on fucking crazy. Let's go. Yeah. And like, if it was that the whole movie, this would be in my top 15. I don't think I put it in my top 10, but top 15. Anyways. Uh, it's so, good, but hold on. I, I got a question here, Mary Cheese. Can we talk about the the, the 360 degree spin thing that the ghostwriter does in this scene? I don't you know guys, if you remember this. You guys know what I'm talking about? He falls to his back and gets like spun around. Oh, yeah. Whoa. Oh, yeah. What was that? I I, I, I have no... They hit him, they hit him with a flashbang. They hit him with a flashbang and then he's just floating in midair. And I don't I don't understand yeah. it. I just I, I kind of I I wiped it away because there's so much else. He doesn't like light. Uh uh so uh yeah uh, light okay. uh, i don't i don't bad, I, I honestly uh, don't think you're gonna get a good answer out of I, I, I watched so. it twice and i was like fuck i'm just gonna i just scribbled my notes down like spin what the fuck there's a lot like, of choices the the directors made that especially with the camera that are very off-putting that's right, so, what i will say okay all right so, so moving so, on then. so after the rider gets done with the kill dozer Danny and Nadia escape, and the rider follows them. <clears throat> Another car crash ensues, and as the rider is attempting to kill Nadia, he is forced back into cage mode because Danny has powers over him as the devil or devil stuff. I mean, not a quite a lot of explanation here, but he makes the ghost rider go back into Nicolas Cage. From here, we get a lot of I want to be a dad scene from Nicolas Cage as they head out to meet Idris Elba. Yeah, straight out of nowhere. It's super awkward. Okay, oh, that diner scene where he tries to, to like to, tussle, to his, tussle hair. his hair. Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> I I want to be a dad, except I'm living in a shack in the middle of Europe, drinking my face off. But secretly, I'd like to be a dad. <laughs> I feel like there's a lot of dads in the middle of Europe doing exactly that, so it's not that unusual. I'm just waiting for a fine Frenchman to come find me to say I need to do this quest for him and then I can finally become a dad. One day my Frenchman will come and he will give reason for all the drinking and the being a bad human. All is that right. supposed to be French or Russian? No, that this is Russian. This is okay, because cool. I am in Middle Eastern Shack or Middle Wait, hang on. I am in Eastern European Shack. Oh okay, cool, cool. Waiting for Frenchmen yeah. to justify my drinking. Chumsel, you got anything before I move on? Yeah, no, just that scene in the diner where he tries to like bond Tuck. with Danny. It's uh, it's it's borderline uncomfortable how long the movie spends on him wanting to be a dad. And it's like, 
he literally Nick Cage, Johnny Blaze sees another father tossing his son's hair, and he looks over and sees Danny looking looking at the the father and son interaction, and and, and the implication. The camera is telling you that oh that's what Danny wants. So then Nick Cage comes over and just like ham-fistedly slaps him on the head and rubs his hair around. And Danny's like, what the fuck? Like, what are you Which doing, creep? any and normal like, human would right. react and I'm that like, way. Yeah. So, I'm like, so at that point, I'm like, wait, is Nick Cage, Johnny Blaze, is he, is he a skin job? Is he a replicant? Is he not a real person? Like, what the fuck? Like, that was a you totally guys- bizarre interaction. And it, in no point does that, like, fit into the narrative of the movie whatsoever. It was very much a Terminator 2. The Terminator tries to be an adult for the child. Yeah. All right. Well, well, hold on. TV timeout. Uh, whatever. Yeah, moving on. And you guys also missed out on the uh, deleted scenes where Cage stops to buy a football. That way they can play catch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry I missed that. Um, Wait, it, so- was, there a scene, was there a scene where Danny tries to teach Nick Cage how to smile and he just does it really <laughs> awkwardly? Well, I mean, it's Cage, so he's going full Cage. So I'm sure we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna get 30 different cuts of him smiling in different ways. He just looks him dead in the eye. And he's like, "It's scratching at the door." <laughs> <laughs> Am I getting through to you? All right, all right, all right. Back uh, in track. Uh, so simultaneously, as this ridiculous shit is happening, Rourke shows up at the query to find Kerrigan, who literally says, "Sorry, jackass." but I'm dead. And then he fucking dies. Uh, Rourke uses his devil powers to bring Kerrigan back to life and turn him into Blackout, the Blanco-looking zombie who has the powers of darkness and decay. Now, I would like to say very briefly, in doing this, it causes half of Rourke's face to sort of sink. And the yeah, makeup, a stroke. Yeah, like, the makeup work that's happening on that side of his face, like, I don't know if it was makeup work or if it was just Syrian Hines being a really good actor because Syrian Hines is a really good actor. No, you can't, I mean, you can't fake that sort of sloughing. Like, yeah, but uh, like, like a face trap. Counterpoint, like he might have read the script and had a stroke. <laughs> so, <laughs> an actual stroke. <laughs> like, you'd sign you me gave up me the for first this? half of the script and I agreed. I read the second half and this happened. So, help me understand here, Captain Cash, because, uh, Rourke has already created the Ghost Rider, and he's created the child, Danny. But now, all of a sudden, because he half zombifies some guy, his face melts. Like it's his time. I it's his time on Earth. Don't quite get it. It's his time on Earth. He That's, can only he, do so he, much he, with his time he, on Earth. Okay, that was just that was just hell. that was a bridge too far, I suppose. Actually, so they talk about it later, but I really liked how they described the whole reasoning behind why Rourke wants Danny and why that's important for him. And this is a great scene where if the devil uses his powers on earth, it burns up whatever host he's in. And he later explains this as imagine you're a flamethrower, but you're made out of paper mache. So the purpose in having Danny is that he'll be able to use his because the Danny is part devil. He'll be able to use his full powers on earth. So the, I thought this was a great way for them to show, the okay, well, the devil bad. uses too much of his powers, this is what happened. Because he could use his powers once if he was made of paper mache. So the analogy sucks. So the devil's not exactly the smartest guy in the room. Yeah. But again, uh, obviously, I, I again, really... And that's a trope in this movie, is that villains are often self-defeating. 
my whole point in bringing all this up is just to say, though, the, the makeup work on Siri and Heinz's face where they cause it to sag is really, really good. No, no it's not. I'm going to absolutely challenge what? that point. I think it was entirely too subtle. I, 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 it, I didn't catch it initially. Like, I, I, I caught it in the end when it gets called out, when Danny questions, like, what's wrong with your face? I didn't necessarily associate that when he turns uh, dude into black out or whatever. Uh, listen, like, I don't get they, mad at the movie because you're not observing. Explicit. Hey, I'm watching on a phone, man. I'm just saying, like, oh, yeah, you're visual, definitely not going to see it. The yeah. visual cues weren't strong enough. They that needed to be more of a flourish there to He's show us pain. that something happened. I listen. Right. His eye goes red. I I really like the makeup. Yeah, no, I, I no, it's not bad makeup. I'm just saying the whole. But the 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 story thread there should have been more explicit. All right, settle That's down, you two. We, we have more plot to go. So the good guys end up at the Highlander Sanctuary. Cage exercises his <laughs> demons. And we find out that Lambert is actually a dick who wants to kill Danny because he still has evil within him. Blackout shows up, kills Highlander and his monks, and escapes with Danny. I'm just Wait, saying. Hold on, questions, brought... questions, 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 questions. Hold on, questions. No, stop, stop. Okay, so this happens. Where are... Uh, Moreau and Johnny when Blackout is killing the monks in Lambert because you see Lambert with with Johnny and uh, uh, Moreau and then you see them. No, they took him hostage. They even they they, but they, they, showed, him it, they showed it in the movie. They showed him. They they basically dragged him away him. and said we're going to kill the boy. I mean, yeah. But so so but Lambert's right there and then he leaves. And then they just they, they just run out into the open afterwards. Like, where did they come from after Blackout kills all the monks? Now, uh, listen, to Jumpzilla's point, it's right here in this movie where, for whatever reason, they were like, establishing shot? Well, whatever. Because right when this starts, they just suddenly meet up with Moreau. There's clearly something here that got hacked to shit, right? And just as you mentioned, oh, take him away. And they, they take Johnny Blaze and Moreau away, and then they just show up later. So it's fine? Yeah, I mean, and, and just like, oh, look, there's all these dead people, and Danny's gone. Where did they come from? Where were they coming from in that scene in the aftermath of Blackout's monk murders? I will say, though, they do cure Ghost Rite. So the, the big thing with Moreau and Cage at this point is that they cure cage of the ghost rider he does his confession he accepts communion and now the ghost rider is gone so he doesn't have the ghost rider powers which again like i i like that i like that the solution to the demon possession was commute like you're playing with catholic mythology or christian mythology whichever and i liked it yeah no that's fair also decay powers wouldn't turn you into fucking stone I mean, maybe if you're talking petrification, but that's not decay. It's a whole separate fucking thing. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So, and we also get in here that we learn that the rider was originally an angel. That comes out later. We learn that Rourke's final plan is to transfer himself into Danny so he can end up being an actual devil on Earth. Then Blackout takes Danny to meet Rourke at the Uzek uh, Goten Turkish Coliseum. And of course, the good guys follow after they load up on a shitload of weapons. Uh, in our final yeah, the scene, old arming up scene. 
Yeah, hey, the most ridiculous fucking scene because, again, another movie that doesn't get guns right because when they shoot, they don't make gun noises. Because, again, the monks in the sanctuary who are supposed to be protecting the child don't have any of the guns on them. They're all sitting in a room, like somewhere in the catacombs that are not accessible in case uh, a guy in a terrible wig shows up to turn you into stone. Yeah, I'm just saying... You brought the literal son of Satan to a bunch of hyper-insane monks who have Christian runes tattooed all over their fucking head. What do you think was going to happen? Was that going to go well? Well, I'll just add that they have guns and wine in the basement, and they seem to be not interested in either. Which is weird, because this doesn't take place in America. What else do you have in your basement? I think we can all agree that Christopher Lambert is a huge ass clown. And he must have been running that place like a like a prison because those monks want to get down. They want to fire some guns in the desert, drink some wine. I'm not going to lie, I'd hang out. Take a shit on J.K. Simmons. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It's, the thing. it's the thing that happens in Oz. Oz. Oh, Oz okay. Too. So in our final scene, Rourke starts the transforma- transformation process with Danny before being interrupted by Nadia Cage and Idris. Blackout kills Idris, captures Cage, and Danny, yes? There was one little thing that happens right before Idris Elba goes into a fight. He's like, we will drink this 2,000-year-old wine. He drinks it, and he hands it to Cage, and, and Cage drinks it, and he's like, that could go down on a salad. And I'm like, that's fucking funny. Come yeah. on. It's that a vinegar joke. That was so, good. I really yeah. like that. It's not bad. Yeah. Danny approaches Cage in what appears to be a turn to the dark side, but instead, Danny gives Cage the rider power back by puking fire into his face, and then the rider lays waste to everyone in the Coliseum, which, shockingly, is only half full. Like, uh, yeah. It was really quite empty. It was one of those things where, like, COVID. You, just couldn't have, you couldn't afford enough actors, or you couldn't afford the CGI to pack the stands. COVID. COVID. Uh, Let's be honest here. The, the devil's just less popular than uh, than we thought. He doesn't have that many followers. He's the, he's like the Astros in circa 2006. So, so. Um, that's, that's a deep sports ball poll there, but they do make a mention that the folks in attendance of said ritual are politicians, murderers, and other people in power. So there's a weird morality vein in this movie. So effectively, all the people we see the writer kill there are, I suppose, politicians and business leaders. Yeah. So, okay, but let's keep going. Car, yeah. ch- car chase ensues, more rider vehicles, and in, say, car crashes happen. The rider kills Blackout and then summarily sends work back to hell. Uh, Cage harnesses the angel powers, I think, with his weird uh, blue ghost hand to resurrect Danny. And we get a final scene of the rider on his new blue bike, which I guess means Cage can control the good and the bad side of the ghost rider or something. Anyone? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was part of the bad exposition that took place. Like, Did you know that uh, before you were a hell demon, you were actually an angel? It's the good is in you. So foreshadowing that the good is indeed in him and we're going to have to suffer through it. But here's my problem with that whole scene. When he gets the power back and he becomes the new Ghost Rider, he's not blue, like his flaming skull head is still bright orange. Yeah, and I mean, I don't if know they'd have made it blue, 
oh, okay, there's a transformation that's happened. Well, I mean, again, there could be more movies here that never happened because these were two shits in a row, but who knows? That I mean, again, that was a doozy, so let's quickly go through our overall impressions and beer rankings before we get the uh, the quick follow-ups. Let's start with uh, Thunderous Wizards ranking, so I can chug some more beer while you talk. Uh, the movie's only an hour and 20 minutes if you don't count the credits, so I, I can't go six. That'd be a lot of beers. I, I think you could squeeze four in, because for me, anytime the guy from Empire Records was on the screen, I had to chug. He's woefully miscast. Uh, yeah, it's not his a, wig. It, it, his wig when he turns into like blackout. Yeah. That that wig is some shit that I have in my uh, closet. Hold on, TV I, I can out. make don't, blackout don't, right now. It's don't bad. jump in, Cash. What is, what is oh, your wait, own, hold on? What is I can your grab some liquor and I can make blackout real fast. <laughs> uh, this movie's not weird enough to be entertaining. Like. It, it has some really cool off-the-wall moments, and it, and the, the directors do some really interesting things with the character. But then it's like, hey, we clearly don't have the money, so he has to be human for 45 minutes of this movie. And that portion of the movie sucks. And it's like right before the climax when it's supposed to be getting the most interesting. Like if you tricked him into giving his powers up in the first 10 minutes, and then the last hour he's riding a bitchin' motorcycle and murdering people, it's like, awesome. But no, it's it's the it's the finale of the movie, and then finally he regains his powers. It's too late by then. There's so much unentertaining shit that happens in between, starting with Christopher Lambert, <laughs> who probably didn't shower for a week, whatever it took to film his scenes. So, so Cash, before before you give me your beers, let's get, let's get this in priority order. Give me your overall impression. Try to keep it short, and then give me your beers. Listen, this isn't a good movie. It like, but it's a B horror film that happens to star a superhero. It it worked for me. It totally worked for me. Not again. It is it good? No. And if it would it have benefited from. A hard R rating and a, you know another fifty million dollars to punch up the special effects. Yes, yes, it absolutely would have. But you know we talk about pain beers or enjoyment beers. Worst case scenario for me, this is a two enjoyment beer movie. Best case scenario, it's a four enjoyment beer movie for me. You need to drink just a little bit to turn off your brain so you stop thinking about basically all of the logic and how these people got together and just enjoy the fact that it's a dumb fucking crazy Nicolas Cage movie. Again, is it a good movie? No. Did it work for me? Yeah. Yeah, that's not bad. Chumpzilla, what do you got? Well, this is a 50-50 movie for me. Half of it makes sense. Half of it doesn't. And there's just enough that does make sense and works in this movie to make it entertaining. So I'll, I'll give it like a two beer rating because it's relatively short. Like it's not going to tax your intellect if you just let it happen to you. It's an okay movie. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of dumb stuff. So you'll need the two beers to, to get through it. And for me, I mean, I, I bounce between a three to four and four to five uh, mix of enjoyment and pain the movie had potential and when they got to the actually cool parts they 
automatically decided to go full cheesy and it straight ruined it for me. Like, I really wanted to like it. And I actually really liked the first portions of the movie, but overall it lost me at several points. But, you know, at 96 minutes running time, even less, I mean, I might come down. So maybe three to four beers, but I don't know. I almost want to keep it four to five because I feel like they wasted a perfectly good comic property that could have been super badass. All right. So before we get into our questions, thoughts and random trivia, let's take a break so we can refresh our drinks and hear from our buddies over at Hop Nation. Hey everyone, this is Steve. And this is Adam. And we're part of the Hop Nation USA podcast. Pittsburgh's number three craft beer podcast. Join us every Friday for new beer reviews. We'll talk about the news, history, and homebrewing. Plus, we'll sit down with the best brewers and industry personalities that'll have us. So whether you're a casual drinker, a hazy boy hophead, or even if you're a whale hunting cellar hoarder, just search Hop Nation USA on Apple, Spotify, or your favorite podcatcher and join the nation. Welcome back to the 101st episode of Hops and Box Office Flops, presented by Wobam.com. As a reminder, we're covering 2011's Ghost Rider, The Spirit of Vengeance. So, fellas, question, does this movie deserve to flop? Let's start with Captain Cash. Honestly, yes, because the first Ghost Rider movie was fucking terrible. There was no reason a follow-up to that that wasn't explicitly billed as, hey, we're doing something else. Started with a whole new actor, a whole new everything. It should have flopped. Now, if this is the first Ghost Rider movie, if instead of what we got in 2007 just didn't exist, or this got released in 2007 instead of the original Ghost Rider movie, fuck no, this doesn't deserve to flop. This is some shit that plays on cable for the next 20 years. It's it's a dumb fucking B-horror movie with a superhero, sort of, at the center of it. It's a, it's not a, again, not a good movie, but a fun movie. Well, and it may, I, I might drop this question out. I didn't have a hero. What would save this? So let's keep that in our back pocket after all three of us, four of us go. Uh, what would save this movie? But let's move on to Thunderous Wizard. Does this deserve to flop? Uh, just to, to combat Captain Cash's point, this is never on cable. So that's not really a thing. Two, the first one's free on Netflix. And obviously they didn't want this one, so they declined not to pay for it. And at $57 million, no, it probably shouldn't have flopped. It's better than the first movie, but it's still a bad movie. Well, I mean, it, it made its money, but it flopped in in reviews. So don't do not do it on money. No, do it no. On it needs to triple its budget to make yeah. its money. So, it did not. But yeah, 18% is really bad. It's it, I think it's more entertaining than the first one. I don't think it's a good movie. It's fun at times, yes. Mainly, it's a total mess. Some of the effects are decent, but it feels like a straight to DVD movie a lot because of the poor script and the production values, uh, the camera work, and the poor acting. I, I didn't research anything about this, but this felt like they gave the rights to a foreign film company and said, Hey, go ahead and make this on the cheap. We have the rights to this. We'll give you half the budget. And there it were works. A lot it of production works. companies involved. Yeah, hold on, hold on. Chumzilla, let's get your viewpoint. Then we're going to go back around the horn on what would have fixed this movie. Chumzilla, give us your does this deserve to flop first, and then I'm going back to Captain Cash. Yes, this movie deserves to flop because, again, to me, it's a 50-50 movie. Only half of this movie works. That's that's all you need to know. Like it's 
there are good things. I'm not going to say this movie is like not entertaining at moments, but yeah, it's a 50, 50 movie. It doesn't carry the whole 90, whatever minutes. All right. Let's stop. Let's stop it there. Let's stop it there. Captain cash. What saves this? Okay. Two ways to save this one. Ghost Rider 2007 doesn't exist. If that movie doesn't exist, this is the first outing of Ghost Rider. It, it does fine because there's enough interest in Ghost Rider that, that this succeeds. Well, I mean, plus the first exposition dump as a guy who never saw the first Rider or first Ghost Rider, I feel like I saw the first movie when they were just like, "Here's my story." <laughs> yeah, the, listen, and there's you no, did, yeah, yeah. There's no question that this was meant to be a soft reboot. Right, but it w- it wasn't marketed as such, and the idea of a soft reboot didn't really exist in 2011. All right, fix it for me. Fix it for me. Okay, the second way to solve this problem is that you merge it with Drive Angry. Right, Drive Angry and this movie have the same and yet opposite problems. This movie lets Cage go full on fucking Cage, but it doesn't dial the rest of the movie up to meet him. Drive Angry keeps Cage in a very, like, dialed back, not really engaged, very stoic, very quiet thing, but everything else that happens is fucking crazy. He literally has a gunfight while he's inside a woman. If this movie went full-on hard R, went balls to the walls, this movie, I mean, it's not going to make a billion dollars or even 500 million, but this clears 200 easy. If you went hard R with this, this movie saved. All right, Thunderous Wizard, what do you got? How do you fix this I mean, movie? I said it. It's got to be the, the total opposite of the way the movie works. Like, it ends on a whimper. It's got a lot of cool Ghost Rider stuff really early on. Then he loses his powers and is literally sneaking around this, you know, weird coliseum to stop this thing. It just sucks for like 40 minutes where he's just Nicolas Cage and not doing the over the top stuff. It's very grounded. It's like no, no, just well, like I know they didn't have the money. That's clear. Otherwise, well, it's the, the, it, it's the bonkers often. thing we mentioned earlier. Just go full bonkers. Yeah. and the movie can't end as poorly as it does. It can't sustain itself for an hour and a half. That's a problem. That's not a long movie. You got to be able to fill that time, and it can't. Yeah, I, I, again, if they go full bonkers, hard R, Ghost Rider, murdering everyone, I'm here. I'm here to watch that fucking movie. All right, Jumpzilla, you got anything to fix this thing? Oh, yeah. No, it's similar to what Thunderous Wizard has just said. But I'm going to lean into the horror angle. I think if they had just made this a straight-up horror movie and gone the anti-hero route with Ghost Rider, and sort of like what Captain Cash has said, kind of a soft reboot, get away from the original he's a hero angle of the first movie and just had him kind of be like a morally ambiguous boogeyman throughout the film up until the climax and have him pick a side kind of thing uh, with more, tradi- again, to amplify the traditional horror elements they tried to use in the movie. I think that would, that would have worked as well. Like it didn't have to be a straight up action movie. They could have gone the straight horror route with this and it would have well, worked I- as well. And but I they, think... they seem like they were torn between the two. And again, it didn't really pan out either way. Holy shit, is this movie way better if he's not only pursuing Kerrigan and his you know, group of lackeys, but he's also pursuing Danny and his mom. 
Well, because and, she's you know, a sinner, what, technically, right? Like she's got. So, so hold on, I've, I've got closet. a question about this. Hold on, uh, uh, Thunderous Wizard, you have brought up an excellent point, and I was looking for an excuse to mention this, but you talked about, and this is going back to I think something that uh, <clears throat> Captain Cash said about the downloading. So it's it's established up front that the writer does not care about the crimes that someone has committed, however small or large they are. Mm. It's a crime. It's a moral failing. Danny is a pickpocket. Yeah, but he's also... So why he, he's is also Danny the, not, not uh, he's on the, the radar? He's also the devil's kid. So, yeah, that's why he's I, on the radar. According to the writer's logic, that doesn't matter. No, that's why he's on the writer's radar, but that does not mean why the writer can get him. That aspect I mean, you, of the movie makes no sense because he encounters a lot of people who probably have all sinned in some way. I mean, Christopher Lambert is sitting in front of him. He obviously is quite obviously he's a piece of shit because he betrays everyone. And, you know, like it, it's a convenience power, just like he can be hurt when the movie needs him to be hurt. He can see into your soul when the movie needs him to see into your soul. And it all depends on which version of the Bible he's referencing. Is it mixed fabrics? Is it shellfish? All right. Uh, ah, hey, you know, quick, yada, quick, yada, yada. Quickly around the horn. Does What are your guys' favorite cage moment in this? And I have some. I have some. I'll throw them out there right now. Hospital cage. The early transformation cage where he's fighting the rider. The bat shit transformation cage where he's on the motorcycle riding through the aggressive desert or just the general smarmy ass cage where he's just talking back to people or pick your own. I'll go. We'll start in reverse order. Thunderous wizard. Oh, for sure. It's on the Russian club when he's freaking out right before he like <laughs> takes off down the road. And it's like, yep, this is the Nicholas cage I signed up for. This is what I want from a Nicolas well, I mean, this, Cage movie. This whole movie is like the perfect Cage movie, and they don't optimize that, which hurts me. But Chumpzilla, what do you got? Oh, for me, it's definitely the Russian club scene where he goes full-on Bobcat Goldthwait and just loses his freaking mind. It's just ridiculous. He just goes full-on Cage there, and it's ridiculous. Captain Cash, do you have a different one, or are you, are you in the same? I mean, listen... That that moment is the moment that fucking sold me on this movie for how because that leads directly into the initial on-screen ghostwriter change, where it, I feel like that suffers from well, I mean, shitty and, CGI. Well, then that is the scene that got me and lost me, where he's riding the motorcycle and it's Nicolas Cage screaming, but also the ghostwriter transforming, and you get those back and forth, and I'm like. I can't tell if I love this or fucking hate this. Yeah, like, it, it's bad. It's like Fox, t the television company, <laughs> like, 98 bad. It's not good. But at the same time, Nicolas Cage is really fucking carrying it. So, just to be contrarian, I will say my favorite Nicolas Cage moment in all of it is going to be when he does the confession because this is like the one time Nick kind of dials it back, but he's still kind of snarky. Like he eats the bread. And he's like, like, cause he does communion with well, he, uh, he, he, does the, he, he does the shitty comment where he's like, you've been carrying that around with you for months. <laughs> yeah. He's like that, that bread's really old. 
So he's still kind of <laughs> shitty, but it, it's still kind of funny. Nick, he's still Nick Cage, but he's yeah. also, yeah. So if I have to give a different one, yeah, the communion scene still worked for me pretty well. All right. So does anyone have any last minute questions or thoughts, or do you want to move on to trivia? I did want to mention, I have a real problem with these monks. Because these temples are supposed to be a safe haven, and none of the monks are even armed at either of them. In e- in either scene, it drives me insane. It's like, oh, you'll be safe here. It's like, what do oh, you they mean have a, they have a pit. Safe? What do you mean they have a pit load of guns? They <laughs> but they're not carrying any of them. Put them anywhere. The first scene is like, you'll be safe here. A minute and a half later, they're under siege, and no, and everybody's helpless. It drives well, me insane. But- their fucking leader is Highlander, who only operates by the sword, but they have a giant vault full of the most high-powered weapons in history, and they can't actually defend themselves against Blackout. Oh, God. Ugh. It's just so, <laughs> so frustrating. They're pacifists, man. Shobashamas. No. So, tonight we got five questions. Actually, I think we might have to chop that down to four, because I think one of you ruined uh, oh, no. the earlier question. Five. Give it a five. Well, so standard format. Uh, tonight's chime-ins are guns and wine, or roadkill, or I can't remember. There's a ton of cheese dick uh, Nicholas Cage lines from this. Or, as always, you can chime in with, I'm going to shit. This makes my balls hurt. Which one does? That's my favorite line from this movie. This makes my, or is it? Is it that? Whatever. That makes, this, no, this makes my balls hurt. When does that happen? At the Russian club. All right, whatever. All right, are you guys ready? Hang on, hang on. I have. I will answer in the form of a can crack. Cheers. Perfect. Let's do this. All right. So, number one, where was this movie filmed? A. Italy. B. The Ukraine. C. Romania. Or D. Russia. It's uh, the, Ukraine, uh, yeah. not the Ukraine. Uh, I'm allowed to say the Ukraine because uh, my grandparents are uh, from the Ukraine. Uh, Roadkill. Romania. It is Thunderous Wizard, and he is correct. If you do a callback to, I forget which Nicolas Cage episode, uh, he slept in uh, Count Dracula's castle, if yes, I'm correct, he did. during the filming of this movie. I, I didn't uh, want to put that. That is Vampire's Kiss. No, yeah. I didn't want to put that in this uh, trivia stint because I figured you assholes would have gone and searched it out but yeah there's a lot of nicholas cage crossing over into the actual vlad the impaler's territory in this filming that is worth looking for he shows uh, up in the flashback scenes well that's the next question so there's an animated ish cutscene in the movie that shows previous versions of the devil on earth which of these is not not shown a john wayne gacy b jerry springer C, Vlad the Impaler, or D, Hitler? I'm going to shoot. Uh, That is Captain Cash. A. John Wayne Gacy? Yes. Incorrect. I'm going to shoot. Chumpzilla. It is D. It is D. I I respect that choice. Uh, I mean, yeah, it makes sense not to put him in there. Uh, I mean, they do. just a man. It was Stalin, son of a bitch. They do That's show a, how I got Jerry Springer's just a failed a... <laughs> mayor who slept with a prostitute and then hosted a no, bad I mean, TV show. No, 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 yeah, no. Well, I know, but Jerry, Jerry Springer, Springer didn't just murder eight with a million hooker. people. Jerry yeah. Springer slept with a hooker and paid with a check. 
That is yes. evil. But he's depicted as the devil. I don't even remember that from the movie. Yeah, I, I think oh, that's yeah. a joke. Oh, yeah. I think that I think that's it's actually a joke. a joke. It's a joke. It's a gag. It's a joke right there, at the end. Yeah. If, yeah. if you lead up to that, there's a lot worse people than I put in here. I figured Hitler was the easy answer that one of you guys would call out. Uh, number three, uh, Chumpsil has already ruined it by naming the excavator. So I'm going to move on to the bonus question of that. What does the bagger 288 cost? 50 million, 75 million, 100 million, or 200 million? I'm going to shoot. Ooh. Captain Cash. Give me 200 million. Put it all, put it all on back. Roadkill. Thunderous Wizard. One hundred million dollars. You are, you are correct. Is one hundred million dollars for that giant fucking machine? Well, I just bought one, so I should know. So, what are you doing with that out in the desert? (laughs) Just turning it into a fire vehicle of pain. So, here's the question: I think you guys are all waiting for. When Blackout is eating food in the ambulance, he touches the Twinkie and it does not decay. Rumor has it the Twinkie can last forever. How long is the actual shelf life on a Twinkie? Before I answer that, I just want to say, I love that joke. I thought that was great. Black, like, he picks up a sandwich, he picks up an apple, they both completely decay. The Twinkie makes it. That was awesome. Yeah, but then he proceeds to eat it in the weirdest way imaginable. He just, like, Kiss the Twinkie and squeezes it into his mouth, and it's gross. Odd how the plastic of the Twinkie didn't decay. It's ah, a joke, point. you dicks. <laughs> All right. This movie's let, so let, dumb. Let's get past the semantics. How long is the actual shelf life of a Twinkie? A, 25 days. B, 35 days. C, 45 days. Or D, literally forever. They don't actually list anything on the box. Roadkill. I'm going to shoot. Uh, that's Thunderous Wizard. It's D. Nope. Yeah, it can't be that. C. I'm going to shoot. Uh, you can't chime in that way. Shit. So it is Captain Cat. Or no, it is Chumpzilla. C. Nope. Wrong. Oh, wow. No. Okay. Damn. So what are my options? Your options are 25 or 35 days. Oh, I feel like it's playing against B. B because I'm dumb. Wrong. It is actually it's 25, 25 days. Holy shit. These dudes have been the lying twi- the, to people. The, 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 the Twinkie actually has natural ingredients in it. And after 25 days, they say that it won't taste the same, but also it starts to rot. But they don't put that in writing because there's egg, th- there's eggs in there. Indulge me if you. Are. Oh, so it's just eggs. That's well, the yeah, natural you want, ingredient. Do you want to eat a 25 day old egg? I mean, I mean, there are a hundred-year-old eggs older than twenty-five days. Yeah. Trust me. No, 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 no. They don't say it's gonna kill you after twenty-five days. They just say don't eat it after twenty-five days. But that's also their liabilities up. Yeah, yes, that, yeah, that makes sense. All right, final question. And right now it's Thunderous Wizard two, Chumpzilla one, Captain Cash zero. What? Yeah. Well, yeah. Damn. I'm doing so, terrible. Yeah. Zero Twinkies for you. Depending on how this plays out, I don't have a tiebreaker. But, eh, fuck it. So, whose film debut happened in 2007's Ghost Rider? A, Wes Bentley, who is Seneca Crane from The Hunger Games. B, Rebel Wilson. (laughs) C, John Krasinski. Or D, Bill Russell. I'm going to shoot. 
<laughs> did, uh, you, did you say Wes Bentley was Seneca Crane from the Hunger Games and not the yeah, dude not from right. American Beauty? Amer- so American Beauty would be jumping back, so obviously it's not Wes Bentley. Please let it be Rebel Wilson. Please it let Rebel it be. Wilson. Oh my God! I don't I have no idea. What what is she? What is she? I, I uh, she's in an alley somewhere, uh, but that's her yeah. first. That's her first credited movie. That's you know, amazing! Wow. You know she lied on her birth certificate. <laughs> she's like a. She's like her a name isn't player. Rebel. No, she's older than she said she was. All right. Yeah, I clearly don't have anything to give the Thunderous Wizard for his victory because I am uh, woefully uh, unprepared. We are going to take a quick commercial break. While we do, let's hear from our boys at the Double Turn Podcast. And when we come back, we'll do our recommendations. I'd like a twenty. I'd like a twenty-six day old Twinkie <laughs> for scientific purposes. Hey, what's going on, everybody? I'm Boss Ross. And I'm the J-Man, and we're the Double Turn Podcast. Every Friday, we bring you the best in pro wrestling talk. Whether it's previews and reviews on pay-per-view events, discussing the hottest topics in pro wrestling, or bringing you a look back to some of the best matches and moments in history. We have it all for you. So check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and the Anchor app. And you can also give us a follow on Instagram at the Double Turn Podcast. And we will catch you on the flip side. All right, welcome back, folks. Uh, I've had a crazy week. I'm going to do my recommendation now. I haven't really been able to consume much new media other than Servant. Again, I'm going to recommend that. But that being said, I was able to get my first uh, Pfizer vaccine. So my recommendation this week is to go on your local healthcare website, and I would try CVS or Walgreens, depending on where you're located, to see if you are available to get a vaccine. Uh, if not, there are one or two websites to get leftover vaccines. I think they're uh, Thunderous Wizard. Do you remember? It's, it's like Mr. B or something. Uh, Dr. B. I got it through the state, so. Uh, there's like Dr. B, which can get you on the like leftover list. I, I, again, I'm not going to try to convince anyone to get a vaccine if they don't want to, whatever. But if you can get one, seek it out. The sooner we can get these numbers up, the better. Uh, my goal for this year is to have the four of us conduct an actual in-person pod, which used to be our Comic-Con, preferably in the desert with the Thunderous Wizard so I can swim in his pool. And the sooner that can happen, the better. And just for you, Thunderous Wizard, we talked about it earlier today, but I'll also throw this on my recommendation. Rob Zombie just came out with a new album. So if you haven't listened to that, I would go with it. Uh, Zombie Man is always a great recommendation. Uh, Give us your recommendation. So, for me this week, uh, whenever we watch a bad Nicolas Cage movie, I always want to recommend another bad Nicolas Cage movie. I love Nicolas Cage, but let's face it, his filmography is littered with crap. So, the other night I rented this movie called Jiu-Jitsu. Oh, Jesus Christ. For 99 cents. (laughs) 99 cents he uh where he doesn't do any jujitsu no first of all the whole premise of the movie is that the aliens uh this is a real ripoff of predator like big time ripoff of predator have come to earth and gave us the knowledge of jujitsu that way every six years (laughs) they could come and challenge us to a fight to the death which is very not jujitsu and there's very little jujitsu to speak of in the movie, but that's besides the point. This thing is a hot mess. <laughs> and it was 
from what from what you share, there's a ton of chess GoPro fight scenes. Oh my god, there's several first person fight scenes. They experiment with every possible camera angle imaginable. And there's also comic panels for breaks between different segments of the movie. It is all over the place. And the biggest crime it commits is Nicolas Cage never goes full Nick Cage. But You can't I, do that. You can't do that. You oh, can't no. do that. No. He's very Why? subdued. Why would you even have Although, Nick Cage if you're not going to let him go full Nick Cage? I did send you guys that picture where he he's essentially this crazy man who's living in this like abandoned temple. And he's like, my new hobby is making... <laughs> Is making hats out of paper and he puts on a yeah, yeah. paper mache hat <laughs> made from newspaper. So yeah, it's really stupid. Um, now it says here, I can't say the Snyder Cut, but I'm going to say it anyways. Uh, please watch it on March 18th. Uh, you know, if you hate it, Which you hate it. Which is basically tomorrow from when this drops, yeah. right? Well, it's the day yep. before. No, it's no, the no. day before. Yeah. So please watch it. Uh, this will be retroactive in a way, but please watch it. And if you don't like it, fine, no big deal. Uh, but it, this is something that's never going to happen again. It's an unprecedented situation. Um, I hope it's good. I, I think I'm going to like it. But watch it. You know, support it. And maybe we'll get a sequel. And maybe the multiverse will actually mean something in the long run because we'll get different projects from different directors and different shit, different takes on characters, and it'll be cool. But watch it. That's what I'm gonna say. All right. in, in, in nowadays times, you only have five days to hold your breath until the Snyder Cut drops. Yeah, and uh, so if you could not die in those five days, that'd be great. Chumpzilla, what are you recommending this week? Well, I'm going to cop out here. I'm going to recommend uh, one of our previous pods and pod movies and say, hey, you know what? Do not watch Ghost Rider: Spirit of Vengeance. Go back and watch Drive Angry and listen to our pod on that because. It's effectively the same movie, and it's more fun. It's tighter. The action scenes are better. And the pod might not be funnier, but you should still listen to it. So, yeah, go back to Drive Angry. Watch the movie. Listen to our pod. That's my recommendation. Captain Cash? Okay. Uh, Can I not recommend the Snyder Cut so I don't have to suffer through more of those shitty fucking movies? You don't have to suffer through anything because you are a human being, and you have choice—the power of choice. So you still have to you still have to watch the Snyder Cut. Yeah, you have to watch one of them, but you don't have to watch sequels. And you don't know if the sequels would be bad, but you already admitted to liking this movie, so your taste is suspect. Yeah, Yeah. I really, you know what? I'm hold on. I'm going to draw a hard line here, Captain Cash. Your hate for the Snyder Cut is now in question because this movie is objectively terrible. And you're like, yeah, it's not It's so not objectively terrible. This movie is objectively dumb, but it's fun. It's awful. I, I will take dumb Ugh. but fun 100% of the Ain't time fair. over pretentious and stupid. Ugh. Anywho. Uh, please don't make me watch another round of shitty Zack Snyder DC movies. Give it to someone who knows what they're doing at the property. Again, you don't have to watch them. You know I that, right? You definitely right? have to watch them. You don't. Yeah, you say it's, that. It's you say okay. that. Again. 
but if I'm gonna to. recommend something, if I'm gonna recommend something, uh, I caught Judas and the Black Messiah on uh, on HBO Max. Uh, definitely watch that. Lakeith Stanfield, I will support in anything he wants to do. He was great in Atlanta, and he's great in basically everything. I and I don't think Judas and the Black Messiah there a lot longer so check it out now well by the time they hear this uh it'll be a pay to rent because it's oh shit uh but still yeah he's right you should watch it it's awesome it's got two powerhouse performances it's an incredible movie and it's it's a very interesting uh historical uh thing that happened so yeah definitely watch it the like the very last thing where they drop in the what really happened hits like a sledgehammer. And that's it. Good. Sounds fairly heavy. Um, yeah, no, it's it's not fun, 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 drinky times. It's, it's, it's not yeah, light. Not, Let's not, learn about the dark history quality. of our country times. But, I mean, literally two of the performances of the year in the same movie. Oh, no, it's good. It's good. Yeah. It should be consumed by everybody. But I don't know if it's a very happy, happy, joy, joy ending to the Ghost Rider podcast. <laughs> Watch the movie. Don't judge us. Schindler's List. Everybody. (laughs) Schindler's List. I recommend that. I recommend that too. Thank you again, everyone, for joining us for the 101st episode episode of Pops and Box Office Flops. Thank you again for Rogue for providing us beer for tonight's episode. Uh, If you would like to leave us a kind message, please uh, seek us out on any of social medias. Next week, Chumpzilla will be doing Ang Lee's The Hulk. No, wait. No, that's wrong. Hold on. We will be doing the Thunderous Wizards, Zack Snyder's Justice League. He's yeah. cheering. He's cheering. For I was what super no one can pumped see. for Testicle Head Part 2. Damn. All right. That is if Thunderous Wizard doesn't have a heart attack during his first viewing of the movie. As always, you can find the pod on most of the social medias at Hops and VO Flops. You can find me at HBOF McCheese on Twitter. You can find the Thunders Wizard at Writer TLK. You can find Captain Cash at C A P T C A S H. And you can find Chumpzilla at Chumpzilla 8. Join us next week for either a bucket of cheers or a bucket of tears, depending on how the Snyder Cut rolls out from the Thunderous Wizard. Stay safe, everyone. <laughs>